Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, this is Barry Miracle. I'm going to be your dream coach. Thank you so much for tuning in to last week. We are on episode two and we're going strong. I got a lot of feedback from people. Um, looking forward to seeing what God is going to be doing as we just release a whole bunch of hopium into the nation. That was hopium. Uh, you can do a lot with a H. I said hopium, and we are dealers of hopium here at Wake Up Into Your Dream. Once again, very miracle. And my daughter was talking to me the other day, Sarah, and she said to me, Dad, you need to introduce yourself a little bit more and have more of a connection by sharing a bit of your story. So, okay, I'm going to start off there a little bit. But just before I go there, um, just to give a little bit of a... um, uh, review kind of thing from, from last week, the last podcast. And if you haven't, uh, listened to it, please go back and listen to it. I got, like I said, I got a lot of great responses from people and, um, uh, it would be good for you to, to, to pick up on where we're going, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of a review. Uh, it was called advancing into your wildest dreams. And I'm going to get into a little bit more of what the dream of God is for your life and how to identify it, that you have a divine designer and dreamer. Where was he when he dreamed before there was a was, all that kind of thing. And 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 I want you also to know, and I don't want us to miss out on this, we are in a season of advancement. And I'm calling it extreme advancement. Right in the midst of all the pain and the problems. Right in the midst of all the opposition. Right in the midst of all the sin. Sin against you. Sin against our nation. Sin against the church. Sin against everything that we believe in. Right in the midst of it all. It is time for us to make extreme advancements in direct response to the very evil of the day. When the enemy illegally comes in like a flood, it gives God legal accessibility to come in with more anointing and a greater level of power than the evil of the day. You just have to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. This is what it's all about. I mean, I I, I wish I could tell you something different. No, I don't actually. I don't wish I could tell you something different. I know I've, I've tried everything else, not everything, but pretty pretty close to it. I was looking for love in all the wrong places like a lot of you were. And you were trying to find answers and coming up empty. But when I found Jesus, when I found the lover of my soul, when I found the one that laid down his life, when I found the one that shed his blood and sacrificed his body, then I had accessibility to everything that the kingdom of God, everything that the Father had, all of the resources of heaven and the angelic realm, I had it all at my resource when I found my Savior, Jesus Christ. So anyway, before I go any further into today's episode... Like my daughter said, I need to introduce myself a wee bit more to people that don't know me. And if you don't know me, um, my name is Barry Carlton Miracle. 
Carlton, as in Carlton the doorman. I was born and raised on the Tainanega Mohawk territory, and I am a native North American Mohawk. Uh, I was actually not born on the res. I was born in a hospital near the res, but you know, just to keep it real, I thought I better clarify that. My grandfather was a full-blooded Mohawk, and my grandmother was a descendant of Robert the Bruce. And so I was born to kill stuff. <laughs> Relax, I'm not coming for you. Just everything that's coming against you. Anyway, my grandpa was, his first language was Mohawk. Uh, he got saved at 21 years of age at a camp meeting where he took out his smokes, he took out his flask of whiskey, he took his gun out, took his cards out, he pulled it all on the altar and, and gave his heart to the Lord. It was the one-stop shop and the one cure all. He never shot anymore, anybody anymore. He didn't gamble anymore. He didn't drink anymore. He didn't smoke anymore. And shortly thereafter, he would actually go to Bible college and uh, in Zion Bible Institute where he would... Uh, get his Bible education and be the first native ordained by the assemblies of God. But here's the, the real tricky part of that whole situation. At 21, my grandfather was illiterate. He couldn't read or write. And so through phonetics with the dictionary, he actually learned how to read and write when he went to Bible college. And then just, I'm just giving an overview. I mean, I might have to do a whole uh, episode of my grandfather um, over, over a couple of um, podcasts because he was an amazing man. He actually, um, he was actually in my great grandmother's womb when she got baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that makes me a fourth generation spirit overflowing believer in our Lord Jesus Christ. I called my grandpa um, different times, Ruk Sutagoa, which is Mohawk for grandfather. Uh, he was my best friend and the and the dreamer that I would fashion my life after. He was orphaned at age 12 when he began to raise himself. and But when he died at 85, I never hardly ever, ever heard of him losing at anything. Even bowling and things when we go as a family. And then uh, one of the things that we used to play as a family is called the, the root of all evil, according to my grandmother, Lillian. Uh, Monopoly. <laughs> we got really serious about it, and maybe I could share some of the escapades about that some other time. But my grandfather would say, my grandfather would say things like, "Whatsoever a, a mind can conceive, together with effort, the hands would achieve." Not only did he teach himself how to read by the dictionary and graduate Bible college, he would go on to start thirteen churches and open up businesses. And 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 yes, you guessed it. He was my hero. Um, both my parents were born again and in the ministry when I came into the world, but things happened. I won't get into any details. I don't feel like, uh, released to get into that part of my life, but they separated when I was about four. And of course this shifted things. And as the, um, the enemy would come against me with abuse, insecurities and rejections and tried to steal, kill, and destroy my dream that God had so precisely designed for me. But this is one of my points today. Nothing, not, but nothing can stop God's dream for your life. Nothing can stop God's dream. Nothing, not abuse, not 
not trauma, not the enemy, not angels, not principalities, not power. Nothing can stop you but you. I would go on to go to a native school on my Mohawk territory. Um, we call it the res, where I would suffer discrimination because I, I took more after my kind of my grandmother's side, my mother's side, and I, and I didn't look as native as everybody else there. And the worst thing you could be called at that time uh, was a white man uh, in, in my school. Um, I, grade, I failed grade two, and you're thinking to yourself, you failed grade two? I know the big meanies there, eh? But um, it wasn't that I wasn't intelligent. It was, uh, I just learned different, had a bunch of trauma going on, and I was probably just a little bit too creative for my teachers at times. <laughs> and maybe I can talk about that a little later. <laughs> I would graduate elementary school, high school, then go on to college for business administration and majoring marketing. I also would better myself by taking several Bible college programs. After college, I met my amazing wife, Tammy, of 28 years, going on 29 years. Together, we would open up several businesses. We were proud parents of five, oops, six beautiful children and one beautiful grandson. I said, oops, because we actually have six now because my oldest son, Brandon, got married. And uh, his wife, Alicia, is just as spoiled as the rest of them. And I guess I better tell you the names of my other children. So I have Brandon, Alicia, Sarah, Caleb, Victoria, and Abigail. And I have a grandson, Malachi. So pretty exciting days that we are in um, Thank God that our family's all healthy. And uh, so anyway, we were developing business. Tammy and I were developing business and also ministering all at the same time. Tammy and I have been in ministry for about 30 years. Ordained, I was ordained in 1995. I've been ordained as a bishop, reverend, apostle, and prophet. I've been pastoring at Desert Stream Christian Fellowship for more than 20 years. Tammy and I have walked with, in relationship with this apostolic team of Kevin and Sherry Dowling, Mark and Rhonda McFall for 20 years and Mark and Katrina Henshaw for the last six years. We also have amazing sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters that we minister to on a regular basis. Uh, I have traveled literally around the world, places like Nicaragua, Honduras, Guyana, Israel, Thailand, Hong Kong, Greece, Egypt, all across Canada, all across the United States of America and places unknown because I can't remember all the places I've been over the last 30 years, but God has been faithful. I've been, I've been in riots in New York City. I've been in riots in Guyana. Uh, uh, I've been in places where I had to sift uh, um, flies uh, out of the meat in my teeth with my teeth and pick it out. I, I've, I've been in, in precarious situations and God has been faithful in every one of them. Oftentimes when I'm in the most dangerous places, I feel as snug as a bug in a rug because obedience to the call is my greatest weapon and security. Anyway, I'm also a published author in popular magaz uh, Christian magazines and a contributing writer for Charisma Magazine as well. I'm also the, uh, the author of a best-selling book called Wake Up Into Your Dream. And you might want to get that um, over the next little while because I'm going to be referencing it. Like I said, I want to be your dream coach. I want to be somebody that is here and unveiling how 
you tap into your dream, that there is a dream that he individually and corporately designed and, and called into being and prepared ahead of time for you to step into. And matter of fact, I call you a dream wrapped in flesh. You're a dream that came from the heart of the Father. And you came into this realm on purpose, with a purpose, propelled through time and space. A dream from the heart of the Father, placed in the midst of chaos because he trusts what he put on the inside of you. And then he put himself on the inside of you. He has all these things ready for you. So I'm sharing these things with you today because I want you to know me, for one, and just share a little bit more. But I want you to also know that though the enemy did everything he could to, to stop my dream, he could not. Nothing, like I said earlier, and nothing, and I mean nothing, can stop God's dream for your life. So I just want to, I just want to uh, start this now, what I would call the official part of the podcast. And I want to decree a, a, a few things when it comes to God's dream for your life. And I said, this is the time, like I said on the last podcast, this is our time to advance into our wildest dreams. You did not dream big enough. You need to know who you are, but you need to know whose you are is the most important thing. And I want to get into identity. And I probably hit on identity on, on podcast three uh, next uh, the following week. And begin to share with you what is your identity and how do you figure that out? How do you walk in it and use it for the security that it was always meant to be? But I want to I want to I want to share a few things about that dream. And here we go. Before there was a was, there was a God who dreamed about you. Yes, before there was a throne for God to preside upon. Before there was a heaven for him to rule or even a heaven or an angel, sorry, to do his bidding. Before there was an earth for him to create Adam from. He, the creator of all, was in the midst of nothing in a place called nowhere dreaming about you. The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. Not just heaven, but God created the heavens. The unseen, solid spiritual realm was also created, as well as the physical realm, including earth. He created that all. But before all of that, this supreme being, our God, was all by himself, complete in himself, secure in himself, but longing to share this core of his being, the very essence of his life, which is love. Love, the Bible says that God is love. And he wanted to share this attribute of who he was, so he dreamed about you. You were another speaking spirit that he would create just like him and share this amazing attribute called love. This was the plan. You were born of love, for love, to be a target for his love. This is who you are. If, if you don't believe that, you need to read 1 Corinthians 13 uh, and, and just go through that whole love chapter. 
And in First Corinthians chapter 12, at the end of that chapter, it says, I'm going to show you a much more excellent way, the way of love. Love, 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 love. Love operates, you know, faith, sorry, faith operates by love. Love covers a multitude of sin. And it was love that drove Jesus to this planet. For God so loved the world that he came. God stayed on the cross because of love. God went to the cross because of love. God suffered the, 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 the lashes and the whips and, and all the pain and endured all the, all the temptation and endured the accusations of the enemy. The bulls of Basham uh, uh, snarled and growled and, 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 and clawed at him in the midst of it all. He did it and went through it because he loved you. And this is what you are designed for. You are designed to be a recipient and a target of his love. We are in this amazing season of discovering of God's original intent. And we need to realize the greatness and the scope of God's dream and everything that he had prepared for us. Let me let me just as I'm as I'm describing for you the dream and and, and why and you know and I just mentioned about about this characteristic of love that God wanted to share. He had nobody to share this characteristic of and then this uh, lowest common denominator. If you could boil God down, you would just find love. And this is who he is. And I'm sharing this because we need to understand that you were created for a per- your number one purpose is to be lavished with love from the Father. So check this out. This is a quote from my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You might want to get it. You can go to barrymiracle.ca, www.barrymiracle.ca, and you can order it there. You can go to Amazon or um if, uh, would it be Apple or iTunes? You can order wherever you would buy your e-readers. You can get it on there. Or you can get it actually buy a copy on Amazon or you can buy it from my website. Just um, just go to the website and you can order it there. Uh, but this is a quote and we're going to be and I'm going to be using this over the next little while because Wake Up Into Your Dream is the book, name of this podcast. <laughs> and um, we're going to be coaching you um i mean father son holy spirit angels and me are going to be coaching you with an anointing on how to wake up into your dream so here's a quote from the book within the parameters of the dream lay everything this is the dream that god preordained before time began when you're all together with him in his heart Within the parameters of the dream lay everything, from the galactic to the subatomic, to you, to me, and all things we long for. As you discover your divinely designed dream, you will maximize your potential as an answer to this realm. As you dream, your dream will be unveiled. You will understand that you are an answer being delivered not a problem to be solved. 
How many people have lived and died and not awakened into their God-designed dream? It's time to wake up to the splendor of it all. It's time to wake up into your dream. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not an accident just floating uh, around aimlessly trying to figure things out. No, you came here on purpose with a purpose to fulfill a purpose. You are a dream wrapped in flesh, propelled from the heart of the Father. You were known by the Father before time began. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb and I sanctified you before you were born. God knew you. That is so amazing that he knew you before you were born. So you had a pre-existence before the physical realm. You were all together in God, and then he spoke you forth. Like he, he, he hovered over, the Holy Spirit hovered over Mary, and then he spoke forth the word, and the word came and planted in Mary, and the word became, uh, uh, began to become flesh and dwelt among us. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I'm going to, in, in the next few episodes, I want to get into that whole mysterious part. And I've already been, uh, you know, talking to you a bit about it. Like uh, where, where was God before there was a was, and he was nowhere in the midst of nothing dreaming about you. And then he began to create all these things for us. And I'm going to touch a bit on this, but I want to, I want to talk to you about even the name of Jesus and why did he want to be known as savior before he was known by any other name. He wanted to be known as Jesus. Jesus is the name that is above every other name. This is such a fantastic un unveiling of revelation that he gave me. Why did he want to be known as Savior more than any other name, more than Father, more than Creator, more than uh, all the Elohim? He wanted to be known as Jesus. And he said, the name of Jesus is the name that is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I'm going to get into that. And I just want to just tease you a little bit by saying this. This is what the Lord told me. I said, why did you want to be known as Jesus? Savior more than any other name. And he said to me, he says, a Savior is the only one that can upgrade perfection. I'm just going to leave that there dangling for a couple of weeks. <laughs> We're going to get back to it, though. It's going to be power. You're going to, it's going to just blow your mind. Okay, so um, I, I, I just need to do a, a side note to you before I go any further, because I made a bold statement that about James, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse five, verse 5, that says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb, and I sanctified you before you were born, and I made direct uh, reference to you. He knew you. So he's talking to Jeremiah. So how can I apply that to my life? And I just want to give you six rules of engagement about the things of the kingdom and kingdom truth guidelines. Are you ready? Number one, the Bible does not contain the word of God. It is the word of God, the inerrant word of God. God breathed on and moved on 
men of old, and they wrote down, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Scriptures of God. So, so and I can, maybe some other time we can get in more depth about that, and I, I can go into details and give you why it is the inerrant Word of God, and it just doesn't contain the Word of God. It is from cover to cover, from leather to leather, the very Word of God. Smith Wigglesworth would say the same thing. Secondly, God is no respecter of persons. Once again, I'm giving you kingdom guide, truth guidelines of how to uh, look at scriptures and, and, and how to go about uh, discerning the word of God. So first of all, the Bible does not contain the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Secondly, God is no respecter of persons. Third, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Four. There is no shadow of changing in him. Five, God said this, God said, sorry, God said this, I am the Lord and I change not. And number six, the Bible also says that the promises of God are yes in him and amen in him. They that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we go. If he is no respecter of persons, meaning he shows no partiality towards anyone. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And also his promises are still yes and amen to them that believe. This all means if he did it for one, he is now obligated to do it for all. If you can find where it is written and believe it and declare it, you can have it from the word of God. For instance, here, I think it's in 1 Samuel 10, 6. It says, God gave David victory wherever he went. So if God gave David victory wherever he went, God can give me victory wherever I go. Like Jeremiah, he was, he was awesome, but no different than you. You were still the dream wrapped in flesh that came into this realm. You were all together with God. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. It's just the modus of apparendi of, the, of God before you were in this realm, before you were sent here on purpose with a purpose to fulfill a purpose. God knew you before you were in your mother's womb and God sanctified you before you were born. My God, I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm, 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 I'm trying to pace myself on these on these episodes, because I guess it's supposed to be a little bit more of a teaching. And I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Usually I get a little bit more wound up. <laughs> but um, let me let me just expand this, this thought about the dream. As beautiful as, this, as a sunset on a Caribbean island, or the breathtaking expanse of the Rocky Mountains, or even the grandeur of the rainforest in all of its magnificent colors and critters cannot compare to the one he dreamed about which is you angels have been described as being enormous and have the ability to fly and change forms their strength is heralded as iconic with abilities to wipe out complete armies with a single swipe of a flaming sword all as awesome as angels are and as awesome as they are a part of his dream they are still not like you, the crowning glory 
of all of his creation. That description is only held for you. Truly, who are you? Truly, whose are you? The Bible says in Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 through 6, What is man that you are that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him, yet you have made him just below God. That Hebrew word there in Psalms 8 is Elohim, the pluralization of God. In the King James, and I believe maybe even the New King James, but I know in the King James it says, uh, and the son of man that you are care for him, and yet, Yet you have made him a little lower. And, and it says there in the, in the King James Version, angels. They, were, they did not want to you know, think of themselves more than they ought. So they put, they, they put the wrong translation in there because they didn't think that we could be the second regent, uh, the second vice regent of all of creation. But we are, we have been made just below Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our original form. And he crowned you, according to Psalms 8, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. This is you. Let me just continue to expand this thought. But I, I, to expand this thought, I'm going to have to go back a little bit. <laughs> We're going to have to expand this by going back, all the way back to the original intent. And once again, I am, I am describing for you the beginnings of the dream. The awesomeness of the dream that God has for you. And this is what you're about to advance into. This is a season of extreme advancement, but it's advancing into your dreams that God prepared ahead of time. So take a proper look at this. We need to go back to the beginning and look at the word of God in Genesis chapter one, verse one, which states, in the beginning, God, Elohim again, the pluralization of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. And we need to go back even a little bit further beyond Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and all the way back to John chapter 1, verse 1. And we'll start reading. We'll go John 1, 1 through 3, and then I'll hit verse 14 of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and apart from him, from him, nothing came into being that came into being. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as that of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Uh -huh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by the Word. The Bible says that God created everything by the power of his spoken Word, and he holds it all together by the power of that same spoken Word. Okay, now we need to go back further than Genesis chapter 1, and even further back before John chapter 1, verse 1, there you'll find a chapter before there ever was any chapter. And this is where you will find the beginnings, 
the original intent of the dream of God for your life and corporately for humanity as God was nowhere in the midst of nothing dreaming of you and longing to share this wonderful source called love. He had no way to do this. So he had to create a form of communicating his heart and a way to manifest what he was dreaming and feeling. Are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Do you understand what I said? He had no way to do this. He wanted to share this wonderful source of, of himself, which is love. And he had no way to do this. So he had to create a form of communicating his heart in a way to manifest what he was dreaming and feeling. The plan was set into action. He would have to procreate himself, yes, the uncreated eternal God, without beginning or end. He became the firstborn of all of creation and called himself the Word. You look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 13, which says he his name is called the Word of God. The Word became the only begotten of the Father. The Word was then with God, and the Word was God because He came out of Himself, God, the uncreated supreme being. This is evidence. Now check this out. It's a New American Standard uh, Bible translation in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, 17. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For by him, we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about the word, by him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. My God. Further evidence in 1 John 5, 17 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. After he procreated himself and called himself the Word, he then, using the power of himself, begins to release something. He begins to utter something, not as a baby learning to speak something for the very first time, but this author of creation began with such power, poise, eloquence, authority, and faith release the life force from his innermost being. I'm telling you, this is how the dream came into this realm. This is how everything began. What would seem even like a force of wind as God began to pronounce the very Ruach HaKodesh, the holy breath of God began to form on his lips as he spoke a word. Yes, the word of God spoke forth the word and all of created realms began to take shape. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine that glorious moment when our father and the son and Holy Spirit began to see the things that they had been dreaming about beginning to come alive. Could you imagine being there when the Father of Light spoke forth the utterance and something new, some, something new, something that never was before began to burst forth 
out of nothingness at the sound of the word saying these words, light be. Wow. And light began to reproduce itself approximately 186,282 miles per second and has not stopped expanding, invading, and creating the construct and platform for which everything else would be made for millennia after millennia upon millennia. The universe is expanding and light has been invading darkness of uh, at approximately 186,282 miles per second and has been doing that literally for at least 5,781 years as we have passed across Rosh Hashanah 5781 or as they would say, Aleph Pei. So I, I, I'm going to get into some crazy numbers here. There are 31.5 million seconds in one year. So in the first year of space and time that God created and began and said, light be, the multiverse began to expand at uh, 5, 867, 883, 000 comma zero 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 miles. So I'll just say it this way. The kingdom of God in one year expanded to almost six trillion miles. That is huge. The the light began to create the construct for everything. And creation, light began to invade the darkness. But when you multiply 5,781 years times 6 trillion approximately, you come with, up with a, a, a number that is mind-boggling. It's three-point long list of numbers, then plus 16 zeros, miles big. That's dad's backyard as of almost right up until a couple days ago, giving or taking an octillion or a septillion. You can look up those numbers, they're huge. Like I said, light would create the construct in which everything else in the physical realm would be, would be built upon. <laughs> to further build on the revelation of how our creator creates and began manifesting his dream corporately and individually for every one of you people that are listening to me today. We need to look at this this just for a quick moment. I, I know it's, it's going to be a little bit heady, but just bear with me for just a couple minutes. And I just want to say this. First of all, you need to know if, if it is true in the physical, it is true in the spiritual. I learned that from Morcerello several years ago. If it's true in the physical, it will be true in the spirit. All truth is parallel. Okay, so as we study this out, a couple of these things, we're going to get a clearer view of our Creator's heart. It is in the search for the ultimate nature of the physical reality, a hunt that is in the past century has yielded such breakthroughs as Einstein's theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. These 
quantum mechanics. These two theories have radically altered our picture of space, time, gravity, and the fundamental building blocks of matter. The latest advance in this epic quest is the string theory or the singing string theory, super string or M theory. This thought is based on a concept that all matter is composed in out of inconceivably tiny filaments of vibrating energy. You are at the base of your DNA in the physical realm. You are, and, and even in the spiritual realm, you are vibrating filaments of light. God is the father of lights. The stringing theory, the singing string theory, which you are made up out of, has potentially staggering implications for understanding all of creation. Uh, it's Dr. Uh, James Gates Jr. in 1977 in Massachusetts, uh, University of Massachusetts Institute of Technology is the one that really solidified the singing string theory. But here we have Einstein's theory of relativity E equals mc squared, energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. Uh, we are discovering that everything is traveling at the speed of light. He is the father of lights. Why am I going here? Because you have to understand he is the father of lights and he spoke light into existence and science is agreeing with our God, which it doesn't really matter, but it's just helpful. Do you know that you're traveling at the speed of light right now? Not just you, your book, you, you, you know, you're, that you're taking notes on maybe, the chair you're in, the vehicle you're in, the room that's around you, your home, everything is moving at the speed of light. This is a fact. The building blocks of all created matter are singing strings of light that vibrate and actually put off a frequency. You are a living frequency. This is true, so you need to know, this is conceivable that all of creation is formed of and out of light and is constantly putting out a frequency, a literal sound that testifies to the greatness of, his, of its creator and the brilliance of his design. Literally, all of creation, the sun, the moons, the stars, are, are with harmonic beauty, vibrating and singing and testify and give praise to the one who made them. This is beautifully testified in Psalms chapter 148, verse 3. Praise him, sun, moon, and stars. Praise him, all stars of light. Here's another interesting but also supporting fact. At conception, when you were born, when a child comes into this realm, and when the, when the, the mama's egg meets daddy's stuff, there is a burst of light. There's a burst of light, an explosion of creativity happens as another one of God's divinely dream, divine, divinely designed dreams enters this physical realm. Truly, the Father of lights is the Word of God. Is it, is it possible that everything is created and is made out of light? Come on. This is truly, truly awesome. This is true. We, and and as, it, as we're discovering... We're going to have to look at things differently as they were created out of a realm that come and, and, and of light and come to the conclusion that the world and everything created in it is not evil, not even close. It has 
fallen from its original intent and it is in the process of redemption, but it is far from evil. It can't be. It was created out of light and is continually seeking for its source, the source. We need to look at humanity even a little different from the perspective of having within them the spark of God. We must look at humanity as having a spark of God rather than looking at all of humanity in a total, total, uh, sorry, total state of depravity. This is evidenced in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 that says that God placed eternity in the hearts of men. You'll notice that God placed eternity in the hearts of men, not just in born-again believers. There are many counterfeit intents that have veered us away from fulfilling God, God's original intent. But yet he is still wooing and still hoping someone would connect with him, his dream, and reestablish his original intent for all of creation. All of creation is waiting for you to arise and shine as a light in darkness and become the person that God dreamed about. Within every revelation, that I've been sharing with you, I want, I want you to lay hold of and, and become this resounding resource of the source, the DNA of your God that wants to be duplicated in this realm. And that is you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave it there. We're 44 minutes in. I want to share more with you, but I, but I think this is good for now. And I just want to leave this with one last thing. The grandeur of heaven, the throne room, the sea of glass, the four living creatures around the throne that are full of eyes all around and, and within, the multiverse, our universe, our sun, our planets, and our earth. He created all these things in which he pondered from eternity past. These things are all vibrating and singing forth the praises of their source. Then at last, it was all put in order. He called forth and said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let us make him. You became the crowning glory of all of his creation. You don't create an, an, an entity without first creating its atmosphere and environment. You would not create a fish before the water in which you would live in. It, it would live in. And it has, and this is what God did for us. That's why it says order precedes glory. And you are the crowning glory of all of his creation. Everything he spoke into existence, ladies and gentlemen, but not you. Not the crowning glory of all of his creation. He made you with his hands. He put a lot more care into the pinnacle of all of his creation. As he formed you and then transformed you by the plan of the source, you are no longer referred to as a mere man. You were knit together and formed by God and born into this realm and then transformed, transformed by receiving the work done on the cross of Christ. You became the co-heir with creator, uh, uh, with the creator of the universe. And according to 1 John 4, 17, you have become as he is in this realm. You are no longer a mere man, but you have become a, 
creation indwelt by the creator the creator of everything has taken up residence in his creation and that my friend is you and so today i'm just gonna put this out to you you might think that i don't know this creator this sounds interesting he wants to know you you might know this you might not know the creator the divine designer and the original dreamer but you can today you can personally know him i i don't want to belabor this point but i want you to understand you can connect with me at um at www.barrymiracle.ca www.barrymiracle.ca and you can you can leave a, um, a comment there you can you can um, actually you can also email me at b a m i r a c l e at gmail.com i'm sorry i made a mistake you can email me at b a miracle m i r a c l e 2 at gmail.com and let me know if you want to get to know this divine designer this dreamer and the savior of your soul not to be a robot not to be a slave not to be a mindless puppet but to be in relationship with the one that dreamed about you and created you bye for now uh, look look um, look forward to the next episode next week uh, go to barrymiracle.ca and order your book if you want to get uh, follow along a little more in detail i want to be your coach we're going to get involved in how to you know that there is a dreamer like i've been talking about there is a dream that how do you tap into it how do you discover how do you maximize how do you stay in the dream when when your worst days are upon you what do you do when everything is coming against you how do you stay in how do you maximize the dream these are the things that we'll be touching on and speaking about over these next several weeks uh it's barry miracle signing off for now your dream coach talk to you soon bye bye